You're listening to Guitars and Granola Bars, episode 72. Thank you so much for joining me here on Guitars and Granola Bars. I'm your host, Rachel Rambach, and this podcast is for women like me who are balancing a career they love with being a mom. This week's topic was a no-brainer for two moms who also work with school-aged children. It's back to school time, which comes with a whole lot of excitement, overwhelm, challenges, and planning. In this episode, I'm talking about what it's like as a total newbie with my son getting ready to start kindergarten, and Jamie gives some great advice having been through the back-to-school transition a couple times already. Jamie, I don't know about you, but my back-to-school season has begun both at work and at home. And things are totally crazy. Are you feeling that too, where you are? 100% crazy. And I, I think I told you this a while back, but I didn't actually remember that school, actually not remember, I didn't actually know that school started on the 22nd of August. I had it in my head that it didn't start until like the 26th or 27th. So when I found out a couple weeks ago that we were getting ready to go back to school so soon, I had a panic moment because I'm like, I just lost a week of my summer break. <laughs> I had no idea um, or was in denial, I guess, <laughs> that school was our already that close to starting that's likely part of it yes oh my gosh it's such a weird transitional time you know with getting my mindset changed because I feel like I just got into summer (laughs) that's exactly where I'm at I feel like August is full of trickery because you're still technically in summer but then you have to get ready for school and it just kind of comes out of nowhere and I don't know I just feel like every year it creeps up Somebody just yesterday that I was talking to described the month of August as just one long Sunday, which I thought was so fitting because (laughs) everybody's, you know, everybody's transition and everybody's start time for back to school is different. So there's always some transition happening in some part of your life throughout the month. So yeah, it's it's a little overwhelming, I have to say. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The fact that you used it as trickery and that it's one giant Sunday. I'm, I'm in love with both of those ideas because that's exactly, uh, you know, you're just moving through and it's so nice out, you know, and it's definitely like the hot part of summer is here. However, like my mind has been in nothing but what is going to happen once September hits. And then not only are my kids back in school, but my office is back in like school functioning. And um, it's just crazy. It's crazy time. It is. It's really hard to be super present in the month of August because there's always something that needs to be done in preparation for the next big thing. And I'm I'm kind of struggling with that this year and mostly because this is a big year for my family. My son is starting kindergarten next yes. week. So we haven't really had the full back to school experience. So this is all very new and a little scary and a little sad too. Uh Emotionally, it's it's been a little difficult, but I'm kind of hoping that this episode helps pump me up because you've been through this experience semi-recently, and so let's start there. Let's kind of talk about what your back-to-school experiences have been like leading up to now. Yeah, well, Aiden's going, getting ready to go into his second grade year, so we've had this back-to-school thing happen a couple times now, um, and I, I honestly... Um, 
I feel like it never gets easier, but it doesn't doesn't get more difficult either. Um, Aiden, there's always a little bit of anxiety with the unknown, which, um, you know, you're coming out of this nice summer schedule and now we're getting ready to go into something that's a little bit more strict as far as um, time to get up and get out of the house and um, the expectations that are going to come with the school year. But I know that we got it. It'll take a couple weeks of adjusting to get really into a routine. But man, once we're in that routine, it will be smooth sailing, I think. (laughs) I did wonder, like, have you already jumped into um, the feel of back to school? So like the whole going to the store and buying the supplies, like that was one of the things that I felt kind of shocked at. Like I always heard people talk about, you know, you're back to school shopping and um, Aiden's school's uniformed. So I do feel like I'm a little bit lucky in that we don't have to go get full new wardrobes or anything. However, I have to make sure his stuff fits um, and get a few new pieces. But I mean, it was shocking to me, the supplies and the back to school um, the stuff that you kind of had to do to prep for that. Are you kind of feeling that way? Yes. I have conquered the back-to-school shopping. When I got Parker's list, and considering he's only in kindergarten, I thought, you know, maybe like a few items would be it. Oh, no. This is a very long list of supplies that was needed. Luckily, we found everything at one store, got that done. But then just all of the paperwork involved, all of the policies, all of the, uh, I don't know, just learning a brand new system. Um, Both my kids have been in daycare and preschool for, well, Parker started when he was 18 months old and he just had his last day yesterday. So we've kind of, we've had the experience. I know it was super bittersweet, um, but he's, he's so excited that it makes it easier on all of us, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, but we've had the experience of being in kind of that school mindset for a long time now. But as a parent, being in, you know, real school for the first time, it's overwhelming. And just knowing that I have to learn a brand new system, it's a lot. Um, Tonight, we're going to the new family orientation at his school, and they give us these mentor families, so families that have been at the school for a few years now. And so I have like a list of I don't know, 20 questions that I need to ask and get clarification on. That's good. But yeah, it's it's exciting, but it's also just very daunting because this is new and yeah. this is, um, yeah, a brand new frontier. But I think a big challenge for me, especially this week, is that my both my kids are home from today until next week when Parker starts his first day. So I'm trying to like get all this prep stuff done while also kind of doing my job at home while the kids are here. So it's a little much, but we're making it work. And, you know, I'm kind of looking at it as the last hurrah of summer. We're going to have a couple of play dates. We're going to go to the pool a couple more times and just try to relax a little bit because when school starts, it's off to the races and things will be very systematized at that point. Right. Um, I like that your school has that mentor parent or family mentor program. That's kind of neat. One of the things that I've found that really helps me um, is the Facebook group. There's a PTO Facebook page for my son, for Aiden's school. And that really helps keep me a little bit more connected. I do have something to admit that I'm kind of um, 
ashamed in that I never know the dates of things at Aiden's school. This is something that is habitually becoming more of a problem. My husband even like showed up to get Aiden from what I thought was a half day of school and only to find out that he had a full day. Like these are the things that I never know. So you just said you have that orientation coming up and I'm panicking thinking, when is Aiden's orientation open house? Like it's gotta be, I think it's the 20th, but I really need to be more on top of those dates and get them in my calendar. I rely so much on my babysitter telling me that school starts, you know, on a certain day. And I don't, I don't know if I'm in denial of it or what, but there's this glitch in my mind that I can, I can never remember which days are half days, which days, um, you know, are vacations. And it's always a, a surprise. So I'm trying so hard this year to go into it, paying a little bit more attention to, to the schedule of things at his school. (laughs) Well, and that's another new thing that we're facing is like all of these hour and a half early dismissals and half days and like his first day is only two and a half hours long. Yeah. So this is is a little tricky because we're used to the daycare and preschool that my kids have always gone to where it's just they go every single day and that's it. You don't have those, those funny things happening here and there. So yeah, I'm, I have a date with my phone calendar and the school calendar probably in the next couple of days where I'm just going to put everything in my calendar all at once so that I've got the alert set. I get a pop-up on my phone a couple of days before each one of those half-day early dismissals. But yeah, it's uh, it's throwing me for a loop a little bit, I have to say. I'll have to take that advice and have a powwow with the school calendar. <laughs> yes. Uh, my, my family does. They kind of make fun of me about it, but... It, it, you, it's all worked out. I haven't missed anything ever, but it's, it is um, quite a transition to kind of get that back. I feel, feel like that's a big struggle for me to admit and to, to figure out. Cause I'm so on it when it comes to my work schedule and knowing where to go and who needs to be where that kind of stuff comes really naturally. But for some reason, when it comes to the school schedule, I feel like it has to fall close to what I'm doing. And if there's a difference, I just, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it makes me stumble a little bit. Well, the first step is admitting it. <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh. And now, you know, you can you can make that a make that a priority for it this year. It is. This year it's going to I'm going to change. I'm going to know all of those dates. I did um I was happy to hear that Parker is looking forward to going back or going to school, I guess, for the first time because that was not the case for Aiden in kindergarten. We had a lot oh, of anxiety. No. A lot of anxiety about going to school. Like, I think his little body had a panic attack, like, the night before school, the way he came out of his room, and he said he couldn't breathe, and I just, I felt so bad. Um, He was really, uh, he had a hard time transitioning into that kindergarten year, so I'm so glad to hear that Parker is, like, rearing to go, because it's got to be easier. Yeah, I'm really happy about that, too, and I think a big part of it is that he already knows most of the kids that will be in his kindergarten class because he was on a soccer team with a lot of them over the past two years. And that's a big bonus because they all, almost all of them, went to preschool together for two years before kindergarten at the same school. So they've all had that time together in the school. So they're already very familiar with their surroundings and with each other, whereas Mm. Parker's not. He's never been there to that school. So that's going to help a lot. But he's he's a pretty resilient kid. He's pretty flexible about new situations. Now, talk to me in two years when it's my daughter's <laughs> turn because she is not. 
I'm afraid that I'm going to have a similar experience to as you did with Aiden at that point, but yeah, I'm not going to think about that right now. Nope, you've got time. And mine will be flip-flopped. My Madeline will be the one that's like running off and saying, see you, mom. Yep. <laughs> but... And she's oh, actually, we're, we're enrolling her in a school program this year. It's a preschool program because she's only three. So it is um, very part-time. It's a two-and-a-half-hour program, two days a week. So she's going to be going to school. Um, and she's so excited. She puts her backpack on and walks all over the house. And she's like, I'll see you later, Mom. I'm going to school. So I think she is definitely the one that's a little bit more excited about it. Well, that's exciting. And that's great that she's excited about it too. How do you deal with drop-offs and pickups and all of the logistics of the school year? That's almost exactly where my mind was going as I trailed off with that. I was like, oh, but the logistics. <laughs> uh, it's yes. not It's not easy. And we do school of choice for Aiden. So he doesn't actually go to the school that our um, home would have a bus pickup for. Um, so we do school of choice, which means we have to do, we have to do drop-off and everything. That's kind of the reason we picked Madeline School Programming is that it happens at, it starts at 9.30, but Aiden starts at 8.20. You can drop off at 8.20. So I can kind of drop him off, drop Madeline off to the sitter with Riley, and then the sitter has to go take her to her um, preschool, which isn't ideal, but uh, there was no other way to do it where I could get two drop-offs that happened before I had to be to the office by 9 because I need to be here by 9 when I'm working. So that is, that's a juggle. Uh, and then we have family that does pick up, uh, depending on different days of the week, they pick up. Um, and then I try to do it on Mondays and Fridays. Those are my days. But yeah, we definitely have a lot of family involved in our drop up, pick up um, schedules. And especially when you throw in those half days, a lot of family involved. I, I assume that's probably fairly similar. Yeah, it's going to be a new situation for us because up until now, I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, but my mom has always taken the kids to school and then brought them home at night or in the afternoons because she works on the campus where their school is. So we've never really had to be consistent as far as um, drop-offs and pickups go. But this year, we'll be transporting Parker all on our own. He's going to a private school. They don't have a bus or anything. So my husband will be taking him to school in the morning every day. And then I'll be picking him up after school every day. So that's going to be a change as well because I'm used to the kids getting home around 5, whereas now I'll be picking him up at 3. So that's a shortened work day for me. But I'm actually kind of looking forward to it because it'll be just the two of us in the afternoons. We'll have some quality time together before Mia gets home. So I think it'll be nice once I, once I adjust to that shorter work day. Yeah, yeah. Kudos to you for being able to take that big change in your schedule to be done early because that that takes a little bit of guts, <laughs> I think, as a business owner to like say, you know what, I am going to be done at three because, because. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It did not happen overnight. I started planning for this about two years ago when I started kind of um, pulling back on the amount of lessons I was teaching and music therapy clients that I was working with after school during those early afternoon and evening hours because up until that point, I worked until basically 7 o'clock Monday through Thursday. And knowing that I had, you know, a child starting school in a couple years and things were going to need to change, 
two years ago, I stopped teaching lessons. So I wasn't um, working with nearly as many students in the afternoons. And then at, at the end of this past school year, I stopped working with one-on-one clients as well. So now I don't have any clients or students in the afternoons. And that was a really hard thing to do because I love all of my students and clients, but I knew that as a mom, I wanted that flexibility. I wanted to be able to pick up my kids after school. I wanted to be able to attend whatever extracurricular activities they had and just not have that stress that we used to have of scrambling to find out, you know, who wasn't in a meeting or in a session that could go pick up the kids when my mom wasn't available. And I just knew that would make life easier on all of us. So so it's been a, a work in progress, but I'm I'm excited to see how it's kind of worked out and hopefully it will um, be a smooth process as we get into the school year. Yeah. Oh no, I I, I think that was really well done by you, definitely, too. Especially oh, give yourself that time too to to work towards that. I had a moment um, a week ago or so where I looked in the mirror and I was like, Jamie you don't have to do all the service work anymore, (laughs) you know, but it's still, it's still tough because I do, I have my people and my classes and, um, you know, which, what do I step away from? You know, do I step away from the childcare center that I've been going to for six years? And, you know, do I give that to somebody else? Am I ready to do that? But my favorite day of the week right now is Wednesdays, which Wednesdays are my meetings and admin time and my office hours. And I feel like I get more stuff done than the days that I'm doing service, which is so necessary. And I do have the flexibility then of going home earlier um, because I don't mind working after the kids go to bed if I have extra things or whatever. Um, But yeah, that change, kudos to you for doing that. (laughs) Well, I have to tell you, when you start giving yourself that time, it's you just kind of want more and it kind of snowballs and it, it gets easier to let go. I have to say like, that first year that I let go of all my students, it was almost like an existential crisis of who am I? What is my job? What is my role in this business? I'm giving up what I've been doing for the past, you know, seven or eight years. So it was a huge change. And I really, really struggled with it. I questioned if it was the right thing to do because a lot of those students and clients I'd been working with for so long and they were sad, you know, to not have me working with them anymore. The parents were sad and it was really hard, but I knew that it was what I needed for my sanity, for my family. And now I love the the balance that I have between working with my classes, which I only teach morning classes. So I get my fix of that service work in the mornings. And then really the rest of my day is filled up with meetings and business stuff and planning and songwriting, all of the things that, that I'm really passionate about. So it's been, it's been a learning experience and it's been challenging along the way, but I'm, I'm really happy with where it's at. Yeah. One of the things I think of too, with what we do for a living, uh, you know, we're not teachers per se, but um, the fact that we do some music education stuff in early childhood classes and work in preschool settings, and we still do some group things that are, you know, you taught lessons, things like that. They, we don't, we do fall into that teacher category, which is kind of a people pleasing, you know, it, it 
we have families that trust us with their loved ones, just like we're getting ready to trust our children to go off to school with these teachers for eight hours a day. And, you know, although we have entirely different roles with only doing classes that run maybe an hour or 45 minutes. Um, but I think that's why it's hard to walk away sometimes or to give yourself that permission because I do love all the kids that I work with and it, it, like a balance. You have to figure out what is the best role and what is the best way to do so that you're still able to provide this education and this experience in these therapy uh, sessions for individuals, but still be able to be proud of the fact that we built something that other people can do the same thing and step away from that teaching role a little bit. It is. Yes. And when you mentioned people pleaser, it's like, ding, 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 that's me. (laughs) That's the way I've always been. But one of the things that Uh, about being a mom and as my kids have gotten older, it's gotten easier to not fall into that people-pleasing role because I have needs and I have roles that I need to fulfill at home that come before, you know, making sure that my clients are happy and that all my families are getting exactly what they want because up until, you know, a certain point, that was kind of the priority list and, and it wasn't healthy for me and for me as a as a mom that had to you know worked to make sure that everything was the way it needed to be at home so yeah it's it's challenging and it still is and especially at this back to school time because i'm so used to being in that bustle of like having my all of my students return from vacation and getting back into the swing with a full caseload so you know, it, it feels good, but it's also a little bittersweet not having that. But we do have all of our classes that start back up in the fall. And- right, right. Just so <laughs> you don't have to do it all. It's still all taking exactly. place and you started it and put the ball in motion. And, you know, that's something to be proud of, too. The fact that, right. you know, they're still receiving those classes. Everything is still running as it used to. It's just not necessarily run by you. Um, but, you know, we've that's why we hire people. That's why, you know, those families still trust us to make those decisions to get the perfect teachers for their kids or the perfect therapist for, um, to match up with what their individual needs. Cause we can't obviously do all of that <laughs> anymore. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned that because this past week we've been meeting with our music therapy staff and they all work in the school setting. And so they've been talking about getting back to school and getting their rooms set up and getting their schedules worked out. And that used to be my life every year. I worked in a school for a long time and then, of course, working with school-aged kids for so long. And now I'm not having that experience. And part of me feels guilty, like, oh, well, my staff is doing that. And then I have to remind myself, well, they wouldn't be doing that if I hadn't done all of the work to lead up to this point. Right. I love that you bring that up and that, you know, you can always remember that you've built something that has made all this possible. And that's a nice little reminder. Yeah. And kudos to all the teachers out there that are getting ready to love on our kids. (laughs) You know, that's a, that's always, I think, anxiety producing for me is that, you know, I did find out Aiden's teacher's name yesterday, but, um, I didn't, 
I didn't pick this school because I knew all the teachers. I picked this school because it um, it's an international baccalaureate school. It's got really good reviews in our town. It has um, really good curriculum. It, it teaches German and then has a good music program. So it's got all these other things, which is why I chose this school. Um, but I know nothing about the teachers. So every year, you know, we get a teacher name and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Who is that? So I kind of feel like we're going into second grade with that same thing. Like we just got the teacher's name and, you know, who is she? I'm going to trust her with Aiden for like eight hours a day, you know, all week long. She's going to see him way more than me, Um, you know, and it's, you know, God bless the teachers really because they, they do amazing work. Um, we just talk about the things we have to buy for back to school. And I, and you know, they're buying stuff and creating classrooms, just like your therapist, creating classrooms, putting things together, getting their schedules solidified, getting to know all those children that are in their classes. Um, so that's a piece of the back to school, you know, that I have anxiety about as a parent, but I'm, you know, trusting this teacher to take my kid and, get him ready to, to blossom in second grade. Yes. To all of that. Oh my goodness. I have so much respect for teachers. And that was a big reason that we chose the school that we did choose for Parker, especially going into kindergarten. We'd heard, oh, both of the kindergarten teachers are amazing. You can't go wrong with either one of them. They're so experienced. They're amazing with the kids. And then, oh gosh, what was it? Probably the beginning of July, we get an email from the school telling us that one of the kindergarten teachers has moved to a preschool position because one of the preschool teachers left, leaving an opening for a kindergarten teacher. And this is mere weeks before the school year is to begin. And so, of course, we're freaking out like, oh my gosh, is our kid not going to have a teacher? What's going to happen? So, you know, I'm thinking about this every day and just kind of worrying about it and thinking, well, who are they going to find at the last minute to fill this spot, especially a kindergarten teacher? That's that's tough. And Zach and I, on the plane, on our way home from Aruba last weekend, we get an email from the school telling us that they found a kindergarten teacher and come to find out that she's a, a mom her kids go to that school. So everybody knows her. Everybody loves her. We kept getting messages from um, people that we knew saying, oh yeah, she's great. You'll love her. Uh, She's a wonderful teacher. She's a great mom, all this stuff. So that was a really, really nice thing to come home to. And so we still at that point didn't know which class he'd be in. And (laughs) apparently it's a really big deal. They call it packet pickup night at school. And everybody goes to the school and you get your packet that has your class list in it and everything else you need. And um, so we ended up getting the new teacher, but we're thrilled because we've heard so many great things about her and Parker's got a lot of friends in his class. So it worked out, but it was like a month of, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? What is going to (laughs) happen? For Aiden's kindergarten year, he got the teacher that um, I didn't know anything at all about. The other one was the one that we'd heard rumors. It was, that was the teacher you wanted, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I did have that. And I told you Aiden had a lot of anxiety 
And I was like, do I, do I go and like request a teacher change? Like, do I do that? That seems like ridiculous and not what I'm trying to uh, like teach my children. So I ended up not doing any of it, but I did talk a lot to the teacher who ended up being fabulous. Um, just to be like, you know, he's got a lot of anxiety and the, the friends of course that he knew got into the other class. So he didn't know anybody going in. And so it was just a lot of anxiety, but it ended up being wonderful. And she ended up being wonderful. So I think, you know, just trusting in the system, (laughs) you know, the schools wouldn't hire teachers that aren't, aren't good. Um, you know, and just kind of trusting in that, but it is, it's hard. It's real hard because they are with your kids so much and you just, you want them to be the right fit. Yep. That's so true. So true. So what are you the most excited about for this school year? Oh gosh, really? We need the routine. We need the routine again. My kids thrive with a schedule and knowing where they're going. And so, and and really my kids need to be socialized again. (laughs) Like, you know, I mean, we've had a really fun summer and they've done a lot with family and we've gone on trips and stuff. And, um, but we're getting to the end where it really, really do just need to have, um, more friends, more stimulation, more challenges, and things that are not things that I have to think about doing. Um, but getting back into that that routine of the school year. So as daunting as it seems right in this very moment, and as much like uh, denial that I have that it's next Wednesday, a week from today, we'll be starting it. Like we really do need it. We're, I am excited for that um, kind of routine change for us. <laughs> How about you? Are you excited? What are you excited about? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about the routine. Of course, we've been in in a in a pretty good routine throughout the summer because they've been in in preschool and daycare throughout up until today, of course. So this next week will just be insane. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm sure after this week, the I will be craving that routine once again. Um, but I think the thing that I'm most excited about is being involved in Parker School. That's something that I loved about being in school myself when my mom would be helping out with things at school and she um, was involved as a parent. And I haven't really had that experience with preschool because, like I said, she did did most of the picking up and dropping off. So I didn't really spend a whole lot of time there. And, you know, at that point, there's really not a whole lot for parents to do. But um, all the volunteer activities and opportunities and just getting to know the other parents and spending more time with them is something that I'm excited about. So just kind of diving into the whole school, I don't know, it's a whole new world. It feels like a brand new frontier that that we're entering into. And um, I think it's going to be great for Parker. I'm excited to see how he kind of grows up a little bit and more of his personality emerges as he's got more independence over the next year. So lots to be excited about. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing that I have not gotten into is the PTO stuff with school. And it, and I don't think that I personally would fit into it very well, but I do like being able to help the school with the easy things. And I, and I hate to say that, but like if the teacher wants, um, cupcake or they don't do cupcakes, sorry, they don't do cupcakes or sweets at our school. They do muffins. So if our teacher wants muffins or a snack, like I am one of the first people on board to be like, I'll send it. Like I'll send paper plates. I'll send napkins. I'll send pencils. Like, I feel like I help a lot in that. Um, 
because I don't always have the flexibility of getting to the events um, if they're during the day. Uh, just I haven't I haven't been able to find that niche for myself yet when it comes to aid and go back to going back to school or being in school. But I do like to help out in those ways. They're, I guess, a little bit more passive than being like in the classroom. But um, it is fun to go for birthdays and surprise them or being a guest reader in the class, like those kind of event things I try to make sure I do. Um, But kind of the day to day, I I feel like sometimes the teachers don't get to know me very well. Yeah, yeah. And I know my mom kind of struggled with that too, when I was growing up, because she was really busy with her job. So I really appreciated the fact that she made that effort, just like it sounds like you do too. And I always knew that it it wasn't easy for her to do that because she didn't have a very flexible schedule. So that's one thing that I am a little more excited about, that my schedule has opened up a bit more. But also let me clarify this. When I say volunteer opportunities, (laughs) I am not a room mom type person like at all. I'm not like crafty. I don't put together like really cute little like – snack ideas and crafts and things like that. I am like the mom that will come work at the book fair or will, you know, like come in and do the things that other people have planned because I hate planning. I hate being on committees. <laughs> I hate like doing legwork like that. Yeah, but yeah. I will give my time. I will buy the snacks. I will send the materials, things like that. So, yes. Okay. Then that's, yeah. I guess, a little bit more of what I do too. Uh-huh. It, yeah. It's a little bit more passive involvement, I think. Right. Yeah. In the packet, there was the volunteer form because as parents, we have to do 20 hours of um, service hours. Oh, wow. Our children. Yeah, which is a little bit overwhelming. But um, I was looking at the list of all of these different things and it's like serve on the committee for our biggest auction of the year. Nope. No, thank you. (laughs) Serve as a room mom for the year. Nope. No, thank you. Organize our gardening program. Mm, Nope. No, thank you. But I'll come help weed. Like I'll, you know, spend an hour like doing manual labor, but I'm not going to organize it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's kind of an interesting thing. I like that, that you'd have to do a little bit of giving back into the school. That's neat. Yeah. I think it's nice too. My husband, of course, is like, well, Maybe we could just do the the pay for the hours option and, and oh, there's to. a pay for the that's almost that's kind of <laughs> nice can, though too. <laughs> I know you can either do the twenty hours of service or buy or yourself you can out pay of it four hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> and you know I figure it'll be probably me fulfilling most of those hours anyway. So he's a little less flexible. Yeah, on the job have him front, pay so. for his half then. That's what I would do. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's you can not buy a bad out idea. of buy out of half of them. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I could see that happening. Now, did you ever do music in any of your kids' classes in preschool or anything? Yes. So I every year I would come do music with them, and that's something that I'm going to talk to the kindergarten teacher about because um, you can get service hours for doing pretty much anything related to the school where you're helping out or doing something for the classroom in any way. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe I could come like once a month and do some type of music presentation that has to do with a theme or something they're learning in school. So yeah, I wondered, I wondered if that might fit into that. Yeah, for you to do some music that way. I didn't do music in Aiden's um, 
kindergarten and first grade classes directly, but I did, whenever I would come in and do like the book readings and stuff, I would pick the books that were a little bit more singing and a little bit more involved that I didn't think the other parents might do that, that involve like a melody and singing and scatting and stuff. Um, just to, to do something a little bit different where they're like, whoa, your mom can do that. Cause that's, that's what I feel like. I've got this little thing in my, uh, this bag of tricks. So if I can just pull it out every once in a while and surprise them, then I'm doing okay. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about, you know, doing like hosting field trips to my studio and showing them all the instruments and that kind of thing. Oh, that's a neat idea. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. So we'll see. I think it'll be fun to just kind of come up with things and and um, see how everything unfolds. And then in two years when I do this again, I'll be a pro. So I do I do have a question. Um, how does Mia feel about being at a different like school location than Parker this year? Because that's definitely different for them. It is a big change for her. Yeah, she loves having Parker at school and their classes do recess together And so she's used to seeing him throughout the school day. Their classrooms were right next to each other. So I think it's going to be a little bit hard for her. But the one big um, thing that I'm thankful for is that her cousins also go to school with her. So um, the one cousin is in her class. So they spend time together and she's got that built-in playmate. And then her little baby cousin, well, she's almost 18 months now. Um, but she just adores her and kind of like likes to mother her and stuff at school. So, <laughs> yeah. so I think that'll help with the transition. But yeah, it's gonna be weird. My I think my mom's taking it the hardest because you know, she's been taking Parker to school since she was eighteen. Right. She calls her she calls her car the Grand Van because she transports <laughs> all the kids to school, all four of them. Oh my god. So goodness. yeah, she was she's having a, a harder time with it, um, not having him in the carpool every day, but. I think Mia will be fine. I think she'll she'll handle it well. And then she's actually going to be going to preschool at Parker School next year. So it'll okay. only be that one year where they're at different schools. And then his school goes up to eighth grade. So after this year, then they'll be together for oh, many wow. years, which eighth is great. Grade, yeah. yeah. We don't have any schools like that that cover that many um, that many grades. Yeah, that was that was another factor that we really took into consideration in choosing this school. We have an a amazing public school pretty much right down the street from where we live, but the fact that, you know, they'd go there and then after, I think, fourth or fifth grade, they go to another school and then they go to high school. I don't know. It just it seemed like a lot of change, and I loved the idea of being in one school for all those years. Yeah. So that's, that's a nice little perk. Our schools here, all of the en- elementary schools eventually will dump into the middle school and high school here, which are the two that I went to. And so we did enroll in public schools, um, even though I do have a lot of friends that do um, either the Catholic schools or the private schools or the charter schools around here. So there's not as many that have done the, um, the public school system, which is what we chose to do. But mo- both my hun- husband and I, we were born 
in this area. We were raised in our public school system, and we just really, really want to continue to give back to that um, and to have our kids kind of in in that program um, with everybody in our county. So it is school choices are so difficult, though, no matter which route you go, you know, it's like there's a million options and who knows which one's the best. Um, The best one is the one you pick. So exactly. That's the way we're looking at it. My husband and I both grew up here as well. And we both were public school kids all the way through from kindergarten to high school. And We had amazing experiences, but um, ultimately, just given the couple of factors that we took into consideration, decided on on the the private school route, and you know we're going into it with positive outlooks, and um, I think it'll be great. I think it'll be wonderful and scary and (laughs) overwhelming, but but great. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Well, you've given all kinds of little nuggets of great advice along the way today. Do you have anything else to add as far as back-to-school advice for other moms, especially newer school moms like me? Yeah, well, you know, I found this one little quote, and I and I stuck it aside because I was like, oh, I think this is perfect for this talk today. Um, and it goes back to what I'm looking forward to the most, which is a routine. Um, and, and here's the quote. So it's, motivation is what gets you started and habit is what keeps you going. So really, as we're getting ready to go into the school year, like we're motivated right now, we're moving forward, we're ready, school is starting, it's a downhill um, ride right now. And so we're going and then once we get into that routine and create a habit out of what we're doing, like it'll just make the year go well, and we'll be able to keep pushing forward. Um, And I really think that that getting into that habit and routine um, is going to make this school year successful for me and for my family as we move forward. I love that. I think that's spot on and so important. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Anytime. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't have a whole lot of advice to give because this is my first go round with this all, but I would say the one thing that I found the most helpful is to just not be afraid to ask for help and ask for guidance. I know that I personally love to help other people when I, you know, might have more information or more experience than them. I love to point people in the right direction and clarify things and ease their mind. And I've found that other moms that have been in my shoes love to do that. In fact, just yesterday I was at work and one of our students' moms is uh, the school counselor at the school where my kids are going. Hmm. And she, I was telling her how overwhelmed I was filling out all the paperwork and the packet because she was doing that as she sat there waiting for her child's lesson to be over. And I was just kind of telling her the things I was nervous about. I was like, oh my gosh, the traffic pattern for like pickups and drop-offs. And she's (laughs) like, oh my gosh, let me just lay it out for you. Let me tell you how it is. If you ever have questions, just send me a message, shoot me a text. I will just tell you everything you need to know. Don't you worry. Yeah. And so (laughs) finding people like that that you can just be like, eh, help is – I think the the key to surviving and to becoming one of those people for yourself. Yeah, having your mom tribe. <laughs> you yes. can you do you kind of need them. I feel like like you said, you're having that conversation with people in your office, but I feel like um, the families here that come to our early childhood programs are they're constantly 
I'm watching them um, evolve and their kids get older and then they make their choices for schools and then they have younger siblings and it's this constant um, kind of buzzing conversation that happens here all the time. But you can see the moms gravitate, gravitate towards other moms and make those choices and then their kids go to school together and they develop these early relationships. So yes, definitely having a mom tribe um, at your school or just in general that are also going through the same thing is going to be very, very helpful. Um, as you navigate a new year. Let's continue the back to school conversation in the comments of the show notes page over at guitarsandgranolabars.com or email me rachel at listenlearnmusic.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Rachel Rambach and at listenlearnmusic. And you can also find Jamie there at HG Music Therapy. As always, I am so grateful that you took some time out of your day to listen to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, I hope you'll share it with a friend and also consider rating and reviewing the show in your podcast app. We'll talk to you again soon on the next episode.